0: The Sacred Dynamics podcast explores some of the biggest topics of our time, including the true nature of reality, the healing and awakening process, the evolution of consciousness, deception on the path, natural law, and daring to tackle the greatest of all quests, the journey of self-realization. Through conscious awareness and the law of correspondence, we engage individually and thus collectively in the restoration of humanity, embodying life itself and our symbolic relationship with nature.
1: Welcome, dear sacred souls, to the 12th episode of the Sacred Dynamics podcast. So grateful to be here and now sharing such valuable content with all of you. In our last episode, we had the absolute privilege of sharing a very impactful and informative conversation with the incredibly knowledgeable and talented Dr. Melissa Sell. We took a deep dive uh, down the wellness rabbit hole into the profound royal art of Germanisch Helikunde, or Germanic New Medicine. With the help of our esteemed guest, we reveal the true holistic view of illness, the actual biological process taking place, and how GHK exposes a massive and significantly sound paradigm, uh, paradigm shift to the conventional medical beliefs. If you haven't heard that, uh, that episode, please listen to it. You won't want to miss that episode number 11. Now, in today's incredible episode, we approach and dissect one of the hottest contemporary topics of our time and reveal a much deeper meaning and understanding. That uh, topic is the heavily favored and promoted law of attraction so today we will expose the law of attraction distortion a twist in the modern manifestation movement the contemporary surge in the promoting and marketing of the law of attraction what we are uh, what are the the mechanics behind this mental technology how is it uh, How it's uh, utilization, uh, propagating more desire and suffering. This is super important. Um, What are the deeper meanings and reasonings for this mental technology? Deserving power and distraction. How can we align and utilize this law towards personal sovereignty and ultimately for self-realization, of course? What is the deeper potential we can tap into here? And, of course... The Golden Nuggets. So here we are about to tackle another very significant topic. It seems uh, this episode topic has been growing exponentially lately. So many quote unquote influencers on social media professing to teach you how to manifest, for instance, $1 million, the relationship and career you have uh, always wanted, etc. Health. Wealth, happiness, security, so on and so forth. In this episode, we will be utilizing Jay's deep comprehension and ability to communicate this simple and profound knowledge. We are going to peel back the layers of this growing trend, uncover the baseline of these, quote-unquote, thought-based technologies, and, of course, hit the relevance to self-realization. So... Jay, uh, can you please assist us in a basic overview of this manifestation topic, please?
0: Indeed. Thank you, Brother Rowe. Thanks for tuning in, dear sacred souls. As always, eternally grateful and present in this moment, in this now. Episode 12. Here already, we are. Already episode 12. Incredible, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Wow. The powerful and sacred 12. Look at it this way the 12 months of the year, the 12 zodiac signs, the 12 disciples, the 12 cranial nerves. Ah, I digress. Many 12s. Many 12s. But back to this episode, the hot topic of the day. Well, this is an important and significant topic to melt down the law of attraction. As it's commonly known, or intention creation manifestation, it's just so hot right now. <laughs> oh, I think it's super hot, and uh,
1: not not only now, but it, it has been hot for oh, quite yeah. a quite a bit. Of but, course, but recently we can say that in social media is it's, it's like catching booming. the
0: whip. It's,
1: it's absolutely. <laughs> I, I think I've I, I heard about the law of attraction like uh, many many years back, mm-hmm. but this this year probably. In the most compounded, you know, manner. Yeah. Many times.
0: You know it. I mean, it was seeded. I mean, it's been seeded many years ago, as you say. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, probably a, a m- if not all of our listeners have read or heard of the the original book, Think and Grow Rich, by Napoleon Hill. Mm-hmm. That book came out in the late 1930s. So 1930s. we're talking. We're talking way back. And this was a self-improvement, personal success manual, basically, you know, as they say, a cult classic. Mm -hmm. And this is one of the books that introduced to the, basically to the general Western contemporary, the idea of manifesting a material success, like what you want through focus, feeling, and thought repetition, then there have been many, of course, many, many others. And then, if if you remember, Roe and our listeners remember, in the late 2000s, the, the the book and the movie, The Secret, came out for sure. And that was kind of like another that was another wave of attraction towards the principle. It like hit another level of the attention, right? And then, of course, lately, we've got the Joe Dispenza phenomena. Mm-hmm. And you know this is kind of we're seeing this mushrooming effect because then of course, without these big names, it's just everywhere. You you can't miss. It. You couldn't avoid you it.
1: <laughs> you can't. It's a, a massive wave or or actually waves here mm-hmm. of of this topic, and mm-hmm. uh, it's super interesting because as I said uh, a couple minutes back, it's uh, it's been there for so many years, but re- just recently, last you know I don't know three four years, but mainly this one last one. Mm -hmm. Crazy how this uh, expanded. So, uh, what is uh, the basis of this growing trend
0: topic, Jay? The basis for the majority is desire. And the basis of manifestation is natural law.
1: All right. Um, Basis for the majority is desire, meaning that when you, want, when you get hooked to
0: the... The interest level of the majority mm-hmm. is coming from a desire, meaning now I have something in my hands that can get me what I want.
1: And until I get it, I'm going to want another thing and another so thing and another here thing. Comes, so,
0: here comes the circle. Yes. So...
1: Very simple and concise, um, you know. And so how can we further deepen into your response, brother, because
0: I think the audience would want to peel peel it it back. back. (laughs) (laughs) Let's peel it back. Okay. So the law of attraction is one of the profound natural laws that has been rediscovered over and over for millennia. This is essentially the law of affinity. Like attracts like. Mm -hmm. So you know if the opera singer hits the right note and then it you know it shatters the wine glass that's mm-hmm. that's affinity you're see it happen send a wave out and it will resonate with its equal wave
1: okay so the basics are uh, that what frequency you emit attracts its like frequency exactly okay okay um, it seems pretty straightforward, really. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> super simple. Mm-hmm. How does one emit that frequency? I mean, if you wanted to, to calibrate to that, because mm-hmm. that's kind of like the catch, no?
0: You got it. How, You're on it already. How does one do it? There you go. So, if we if we let's 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 point out the technology that you occupy, the organism, the instrument that we occupy is truly truly advanced tech and so we have discussed in earlier episodes a level of advanced tech that has no match here in this mind world and we are actually constantly emitting frequencies so I call the overtone or total vibrancy of the instrument your keynote expression Mm -hmm. which of course is made of many many sub frequencies so in simple like consider the auric field, for example, right? This is an emanating field that is like a uh, co- constant blanketing expression that's, that's always around you communicating to the field.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so to, to adjust frequencies, now this is related to a continuous calibration because you asked about how to calibrate it. There's a continuous calibration with the superconscious mind with karmas, with thoughts, responses, with your attention level. Mm-hmm. These are some of the aspects of the calibration. But note, the superconscious mind, which is a.k.a., I would say, even though it's very utilized term, I would say mis-termed the subconscious mind. Why is it missed? termed uh, uh... Be- because when you consider the subconscious, the idea of subconscious is really just related to uh, the the level that you can relate to it in at any given waking state. But superconscious completely expands exponentially. Mm-hmm. what the capacities of that level of mind is or that level of access because the subconscious mind in a mundane way is being related to the brain the local mind but actually the superconscious mind is much more related to things like instinct to a relation to the larger comprehensions of what's taking place and less about storage. Mm-hmm. Although, of course, it is a high level processing unit in some senses. But you see, there's access there to the cosmic womb.
1: Uh, That's actually related to the truly advanced tech. There you go. But since we don't see it, we don't. Out of
0: sight, out of mind. Exactly.
1: (laughs) Exactly. So basically, uh, uh, you're sending or we all are sending an invisible message out to the environment at all times. And that frequency interacts and attracts. Yes, Yes, brother. That's it. Yes, it seems like a sweet deal so far. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But let's peel back a bit further into the distortion uh, distortion factor because, you know, there, it, it's, it's so sweet that it's probably not… Th- What's the catch? Exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What's the catch? I mean, look, let's point out right now that we're already getting to a threshold where some aren't willing to go. Mm-hmm imagine that imagine right why because you find out that the at, at what point you're willing to question or not question reveals allegiances mm-hmm. so absolutely so w- right now it's a sweet deal why are you going to wreck it and start questioning it <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs>
1: Because most at this point would say that uh, it's a great technology, and yeah. why wouldn't I use it?
0: Leave it alone. Why are you trying to wreck
1: it? To get what I want.
0: Yeah. So, you see, so how interesting. Now, the new age pop spiritual concepts, and, and I'm saying this, you know, kind of a bit loosely, but this new age concept that you create your own reality, period, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. There's. There's a nuance here, or here's where I'm going to start to introduce the distortion factor, because there's a deeper esoteric meaning to this law. Esoteric, of course, meaning that it's hidden internally. Exoteric means that it's externally available. Mm -hmm. And so there's something here. And, you know, the saying, ask and you shall be given, you heard that?
1: Yes, it even sounds sort of religious
0: oh yeah, there's definitely a religious context there because that's th- that's one of the uh, frames that is utilized from different you know ho- holy religious books. Ask and you shall be given, uh-huh, but you see, what's the catch
1: yeah because it, it still sounds super attractive
0: hmm <laughs> 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 he doesn't want to peel it back. <laughs> Right, this, uh, this, this has also been, and and I'm going to point something out. This has been corrupted from its original esoteric meaning, and watered down. Because remember, the esoteric means it's hidden, and it's hidden so that it's not manipulated and used, and weaponized. Mm -hmm. Huh. So. This is like, I can have anything I want from the universe. This, you know, that's the general sense. So that's where it's like, this is sweet. Yeah. Right. And, but if I just ask and align my thoughts, beliefs, and emotions with my desires, however, what one will be given or attract is not up to the character. It's
1: not up to the character.
0: hmm <laughs> Remember, when I say the character, the character isn't the self. Correct. So it's not up to the character. The character is in a very limited scope of what's going on.
1: So the character is the one that's clinging and, right. and pushing.
0: What's another word for the character, brother?
1: Well, it must be the ego.
0: Boom. All
1: right, so it's, a, it's that's the catch. That's the catch. It's to, to put the ego in a...
0: We're getting there because what, yes. what does the ego operate on? It operates uh, the idea of it, up there the non-self. It operates when? It operates in the future and the past. Mm-hmm. It doesn't exist, so its, it's location is lack. Correct. <laughs> All so, right. Right? So you see, desire is related to the ego personality that one identifies with. Mm-hmm this law actually relates to one's soul journey or one's karmic lessons and it includes and this is this there's these are some key points already because it includes positive spiritual experiences and positive guidance such as the right teacher teaching and acceptance help appearing at the right time which is really not up to the impatient ego shadow character but when I say this, don't miscomprehend what I'm saying by saying the positive guidance and the right teachers, because even that can be miscomprehended because someone yeah. brings something you don't like and you say, that's the wrong teacher. Who says it's the wrong teacher? The bias. You got it.
1: It's a sleeper's loop.
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's where we start to crack open the nuance. Yeah. Right? Interesting.
1: And, wow, and, super and, and, sleeper slope. I mean it's it's sort of dangerous. Wow. I mean, if if one is not um, completely present, it's super easy to oh yeah. To go to towards the incorrect
0: well, then, trajectory. Yeah, because what is it doing? We're gonna peel back further what it is, because on the front side it's super sweet, because you're like, I'm gonna get what I want. Who who's saying that right now? How would you know what you want if you don't know who you are?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And then, not to mention that this law of affinity, it also entails challenging situations. Here's the flip side. Excuse me, because earlier we were talking about the positive guidance, right? But now look at it and say this entails challenging situations, trials, disillusionment, resistance, and conflict initiations that may seem negative to the unaware, but are significant and necessary lessons and tests so that the one true can pass through as part of this awakening process. So what I'm introducing is the egos like the good time Charlie, as my my dad used to say. Mm -hmm. It's just a good time Charlie. Just looking for the good times he wants the fireworks and claim all the goodies, and then pass blame on anything that doesn't seem to keep his career up high
1: mm-hmm.
0: so so now we're going, how would you get in the way when what you need is something that is difficult right now
1: <sighs> uh, this is this is fascinating <laughs> um, One would think that looking at something they didn't like to be. Uh, a bad occurrence, and yet you're talking about how these are challenges to grow and evolve. Oh, so it's like the that's the reason this exists, for one to realize.
0: Yeah, right? so isn't this so incredible? Wow. Incredible. Peeling it back, right? And yes, you see, as we advance, or better say, dissolve the non-self, Getting out of the way. Getting out of the way. We learn to be in equipoise for all phenomena. We learn to be uh, and arrive to fully. If 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 we like, we say with the health, we say it's the health opportunity. But if you if, if from a certain perspective, someone would say, no, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And why are we calling it an opportunity? Well, under the same pretense. When you know that growth is uncomfortable and that growth is what is your evolutionary process and it's the thing you came for, if you're avoiding it, you're literally avoiding what you came for. Mm
1: -hmm. You're
0: literally creating suffering instead of engaging in the opportunity that reveals for you the thing that can't come from avoiding it. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so, you know, this is like, what I like to say is we start to read between the lines. And, and I've said this before, this is where grounded presence, this is where I'm so present. I'm not in the past. I'm not in the future. That reveals what's real, what's now. And, and showing up for that is what we're talking about. So these negative experiences have nothing to do with attracting them because of one's negative attitude or thoughts. Now we see another distortion Mm -hmm. because when you don't know who you are and you're playing a character and the character says, I don't like that, I don't want that, and I must have been in a negative state attracting this negative experience, but you don't comprehend the experience. So you're putting the wrong association or the misassociation to the event by being the non-self, by being the non-self, exactly. Mm-hmm. So you know these are the important lessons and tests for the in- initiated soul, as they say, or to pass in order to cross the threshold to the great work to self-realization. No, to to die and be reborn in the true self. It's metaphor.
1: Absolutely. You you mentioned uh, you mentioned the word that. We, we like and we use often, which is equipoise. Mm-hmm. And so what you're saying is that when one is in equipoise, mm-hmm. it means that one is not desiring. It's, it's centered, it's balanced.
0: You're completely whole. Let's completely say you're whole. in wholeness. You're in wholeness. Because the future or the past is essentially you siphoning away attention. And attention is the currency of mm-hmm. the universe, of the self. So you're siphoning it away. What is that doing? That's diminishing wholeness. It's mm-hmm. introducing distortion. Correct.
1: And so when, when one is in this equipoise and with no desire and in this wholeness, everything flows.
0: Absolutely.
1: But, but one that is in equipoise needs to be or is open to whatever takes place.
0: Yeah, because at that point, you see, when you're in wholeness, the idea of completeness or wholeness means that there isn't a misassociation to your identity. This is the revelation. When you're in an equipoise is a a compound word. Obviously, poise is a stance, Mm -hmm. equal stance, center point, no resistance, no friction, and so, whatever comes is a gift when you're in equipoise. Mm-hmm. Because there's no affliction, there's no affinities. It's, ah, I'm everything. Mm-hmm. So, how could you perceive that you are lacking something when you actually know the real? That you're not. That's right. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, the law of attraction, you know, as we say, this esoteric science, it's based on the like attracts like. For the sincere, as we call the sincere seeker or the, uh, the soul leaning towards growth, engaged in the great work and the self-work, one will attract anything that will assist one's evolution for consciousness Based on one's current level of being. Yes. That's what we're saying. And this is a key concept with the aim of union with the divine, with the all. Boom. There it is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there okay. it is. There it is. The self-realization. Mm-hmm. We, we should definitely get a button here. Can, but we, that, can we do that? Something that makes, in, you know. Yes. <laughs> we got to get creative,
0: but we have to have one. You just hit the button and it lights up. And exactly. It, right? Turn the light on. Exactly. So,
1: but there it is, the self-realization.
0: And, and I mean, let's start with that classic axiom that we love to share. If a scale is off, all that it weighs will be incorrect. So if you don't know who you really are, chances are. You won't know what you really need, nor would you know what you need to evolve. And this is where the propagation of desire, lust, greed, want, and lack are rooted. And these in the tradition are known as the uh, lower dense sense sensations. These are the uh, dropping you down to... What would be considered? The more dense it becomes, as we've said in several podcasts, the more suffering is incurred by it, because your natural state is free,
1: always free, always free. Wow, it's it's uh, tough to think about the, you know, the mechanisms and the things that actually uh, give power. To, to all of the uh, yeah. lack and the suffering because, you know, it's, it's like it's a tremendous hook. Like one, no? Big time. And uh, the majority of other selves are struggling
0: with this type, yeah. of, type of things. Yeah, and because, you see, what happens is when, you, when, you, when you're saying I'm going to call what I want or what I need... You're essentially signaling that you don't have it. So you're coming from lack right now.
1: Mm-hmm. And so the origination of the ask,
0: it's already lacking. You got it. That's why. Because it's coming from the ego, the non-self. Correct. The non-self resides in lack. It can never be other than that. Correct. So... Now we're starting to see such a significance because then guess what happens? Now people start using their imagination to fill in something that is unattainable.
1: All right. So let me <laughs> let me ask you a question. Like, for instance, there's this, this person that would love to manifest a million dollars. What would you say to him? I mean would you say to him find who you are first and then – Let's see about the money. Well, I, I you
0: know what There is a skillful way to be of assistance mm-hmm. And sometimes trying to subvert an individual from something that they are calling isn't skillful. And so there are events that someone's going to end up calling that remember this is about the coherence of the of the relation to the event so this is related to an individual who would ask for something because the concept in their imagination is that that's going to bring them what they need and so imagine i say but that won't bring you what you need is that really going to be enough of a lesson for them to just fly into equipoise? Yeah. Right. They're going to go, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. A million dollars. Yeah. And besides a million dollars is going to fix a lot of problems, quote unquote. Right. Yeah.
1: Problems for who,
0: (laughs) but that's, so then you, you know, do you get it or you don't get it? And then, you got it and did it do it and then so some of this stuff we got to watch i like to say if you if you watch long enough it'll reveal itself
1: Mm -hmm. and see what remains yeah that's right
0: that's the revealing right
1: yeah exactly (laughs) wow super interesting so there's a i'm starting to write the nuggets for
0: yeah he's on it this guy's on it so now We're talking about how you see how this can backfire on the operator, Mm -hmm. right? You see, calling for an illusion because you believe it'll satisfy you and satisfy your deep desires and wants is a formula for amplifying a diminishing return. Because if it were, it's just, let's put it this way. If it were that a million dollars would do it, then you could just print out a list of people that are enlightened because they have that or more. And then you just go to them, okay? Ask, (laughs) are you you made it? And and then you find out it's not the case. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Because I know a lot of them, and they've come to me to ask me about it. (laughs) So, right? There's something to it here. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, So the more illusion, the less fulfillment.
0: Indeed, that is so. That's the, that's the way it plays here. We're in a dream here. And, and of course, also, the, remember now what happens with this is that the ego strengthens. We were talking about this earlier. The thing is, remember, the ego, and there's a huge metaphor here, by the way, with mm-hmm. the greater organism, but the ego loves to work with statistics. Mm-hmm. Now you start to see how that relates to the bigger picture going on. It loves statistics. Why? Because they can be manipulated.
1: You can see them from many, many different angles. And that's right. So and then they will I give pick, you
0: always, I pick what I want it to show me, mm-hmm. so that I can continue to pull the wool over my own eyes. Mm-hmm. So then I go, wait a sec. I asked, and then I got this. But you see, you don't have the the let's call it the. Uh, mathematical precision to say whether that wasn't already on its way or not before you said anything. Mm -hmm. You also could be calling it and then think that you weren't calling, right? And, and, and continue to bury yourself in this lack vibrancy which is completely detrimental. Yeah, the ego strengthens when it clings to and claims the positive events. This is the, this is the association to the uh, statistics, right? Because you take your imagination and you go, okay, look, I asked for this and I got this. I wanted this and then this came, right? And it starts to, it starts to pretend that it's getting what it wants. But like I said... Without the mathematical precision to actually comprehend that, for example, you could have laid in your bed and been asleep that whole time and that thing could show up, but you don't have the statistics to know that.
1: (laughs) So what you're saying is that um, if one one only sits in silence, in contemplation,
0: things will come and go. This is one of the – that is – one of the profound parts of this. It doesn't mean that you lay there and you just go catatonic and you're like, all right, this is all just going to... No, what it means is is that what we're talking about is the difference between showing up to an a, a, a opportunity or an event or an experience in equipoise or showing up to an event, opportunity in non-self. Luck, Because when we say be present and watch, it doesn't mean that you're not there. It means that you're present and that you are in a beautiful engagement of equipoise, meaning you're not clinging, you're not pushing away. You're not hoping for an outcome. And in fact, here's another angle to this. When you cling to an outcome... Because you had asked earlier about how to calibrate this. When you are clinging to an outcome, that means that you can't actually be now. Which means you can't be in equipoise. Which means you can't actually be at the fullness and wholeness that is the expression that you're looking to express into the environment. So, now we see the catch. So, this is now bringing out such a powerful component that is related to how valuable is this work really? Mm-hmm. And how is it that you start to see that what we, what we started with was this powerful way to bring whatever you want. Now we're starting to come around the corner and go, wait a sec, that thing seems to be built on some illusion and statistics. Now we see, if you can just be fully present and watch, you you'll see things come and go, and you'll see what the real association to where it came from and where it went is. And so the the whole
1: destiny becomes a a, an interesting word. Oh yeah, in in all of this, big time. Because how do you fit it in? I mean, I mean. How does destiny fits in with with the reality that's taking place
0: Ooh-wee. that's a you're hitting some that was a sweet one very, very important. Let's bring this one up right now. let's look at it this way if you if you were to have the opportunity to communicate with a uh, completely enlightened master which would be the self, and maybe that master is emanating here and now, and you were to propose what destiny is, it would be a very interesting response because, for example, the masters would say, everything that happens to you in this body was already predispositioned. A. And B. Then... What is the whole concept of my engagement with it? Mm-hmm. And let's put it in this category. You have the opportunity as to how you show up and respond, how you show up and what you bring to the fate, which is related to who shows up. This is what's in your hands.
1: It's the only thing that's in your hands.
0: Imagine if phenomena is, because ultimately, it, this, is, this is another part that comes from uh, investigation. And that is that phenomena is impersonal. Remember when we had Tulsi on here and we were talking about the Vedic astrology. And, uh, you know, I had a, 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 a client ask a question about that podcast and said, so is it, is it that 80% is uh, already, you know, defined, defined and locked and that 20% is your, and you see, the thing is, is that when we start to get more skillful with that, what we find out is, is that you were never locked and it's actually related to the fact that all phenomena is impersonal and that you personalize it. And so if you can arrive to whatever event, as we had mentioned earlier, if you can arrive to any event in this streaming wholeness, then the event itself is no longer re- related or regarded as this is terrible, this is good, that stuff dissolves. Yeah. That's what your opportunity is with what shows up. So when we say fate is something that's already preset, then what's my part in it? It's how you show up to what shows up. That's your part in it. Yeah. So one, one must be
1: present when anything shows up. And, Pre- that, that's...
0: and presence is, this is the, the relationship here is now. Now. To be fully now, as we've said before, now equals awareness. Correct. So to be in wholeness, fullness, is to be complete awareness with no distraction, distortion, miscomprehension, none of that. Yeah. And then when that shows up, everything is a blessing. Correct.
1: It it, it, it couldn't be other way.
0: It, it, it You could only just... Use your imagination to suffer, to pretend it's another way. Mm. <laughs> nice. <laughs>
1: Definitely a good one. Um, yeah, this is profound.
0: Of course, that's why we're doing this. That's why this one needs to come up. And there's more,
1: but let's go. Let's go for it. Let's
0: do it. Yeah. I mean, let's. You know, I mean, you know, it's about this. Is this is this is kind of where we. T- Take another corner here. Let's take a corner into.
1: Let me, yeah. I mean, looking for this corner. Uh, let's bring up what you call deserving power. Okay. And uh, and distraction, of course. Okay. Because this this concept of deserving power, I think it's something. It's an it's definitely one of the nuggets.
0: Absolutely. So, look, you know, when we talk about deserving power, when you know this is related to. Uh, when you show up fully, when, when, when we are completely in wholeness, when we show up, we have what, what, what can be known as deserving power. And we don't show up fully missing our deserving power when we are in fullness. It's about the idea that, it, it, look, not to be misunderstood for the concept of saying, you know, you deserve it because you were a good boy or you deserve it because X, Y, Z. The idea behind it is that deserving power is related to wholeness.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's not related to if you were a good boy or a bad boy. or That's not what it's about.
1: It's the original
0: it's, it's essence. A, yeah, it's the essence of it. And so it's about the idea that you deserve it with the deserving power related to you showing up and vibrating at the frequency that allows it to be possible. Correct. Now we're getting into real affinity laws. And so, um, when
1: I mean when when it happens as you described, um, how does this relate with the concept of or or the word synchronicity? Mm -hmm. No, because
0: absolutely, synchronicities are are alignments with what is. Let's look at it this way: a synchronicity is essentially the ability to see something that someone, the connection that couldn't be seen previously. A synchronicity is where you go, oh, that's attached to that. That's connected to that. Wait a sec. And, and of course, there's the camp that says that's just like random occurrences. And it's like, whoa, that was a, what do they call it? A, I can't even. Coincidence? Oh man, I can't even say that word. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So, because because what is it except that you've just revealed by wholeness sight that you didn't have? So now I see how it's connected. That's a synchronicity. Mm -hmm. So now imagine that synchronicities are alignments with what is when we're not when when we're not fully present. We lack the ability to see how everything's connected. Yeah. Right. Because our attention is siphoning towards the past and future, which means that I can't actually expose what is right now because I'm busy playing in in memory and dream stuff.
1: Yeah, thinking of, and, and so coincidences appear when one is distracted, but there was like a a connection revealed.
0: Yeah. I mean, to say it's a coincidence is to still lack exactly. the scope.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well said. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what about
0: habits? Oof. You're just coming with them today, bro. Yeah. I'm peeling this thing down. <laughs> look, uh, this is another – I mean, habits are – this is – habits are related to, to cause and effect. And so habit – because if we look at habits, you could go – uh, um, uh, you could categorize it and go, like, we're repeating something so that by its repetition we can amplify it or that we can, right? This is part of the sadhana practice, this is p- that you're saying you're going to amplify something. But habit energy can pull you out of creative potential. Of course. Habits, as I understand, habits
1: is like uh, they, they have this hold on you. It's in, like an inertia. Or, yeah, it's or an some
0: unconscious sort. repeating program response. So this is going through the motions type experience, which which tends to pass the time and lose the significance of now. Mm -hmm. So again, now we're still shaping that we're refreshing the thing where you say, okay, I'm going to use this repetition like a mantra or something, right? Because you're going to amplify and call to you and solidify that vibration. But once again, when you don't know who you are, and if you're coming from lack and if you're repeating something that you think that you aren't but you hope to be or you're repeating something out of fear because you want it to save you or you're repeating it because you're afraid that if you don't repeat it that you're going to do some other thing that you don't like. You're in the slippery slope. Absolutely. And, and our evolution and our growth calls for more than that. It doesn't mean it's not part of the Process, It's like where I say you put on training wheels if you can't hold the bike up when you're a kid, but you have to take them off or else you can't go beyond that training wheels. Mm-hmm. It's like you turn that as the as the, you know, yoga traditions say they're like you when if you're going to cook food, you turn on the fire or you start a fire or you turn on the element. But at some point you have to turn it off. And you're going. No, wait a sec. I mean, the fire is a. Uh, this is a significant part of my mojo. This is part of my practice. I can't drop that, or I lose my practice. It's like you're gonna wreck the food. You're, you're now you're stuck again. <laughs> mm.
1: And it's so important to recognize the habits, and question them. No, it's yeah. like recognizing the, um, the patterns. Mm-hmm. And and once those are, like in your face, then question them.
0: Yeah, you're revealing. Right. And
1: and, and decide in which direction to go
0: next once and, you and who's and here's the key to it. As you engage in in devotion, as you are in a level of devotion towards growth, because again, we're what we're sharing with our listeners, this is obviously it's landing to ears if the ears are picking this up and feeling moved by it, it's because they're interested in growth. Yes. And so if the ears are hearing it and they are feeling an aversion to it, at this now, they're not interested in growth. Just like we said at the start, as soon as you stop the questioning, it's because you're exposing allegiances Mm -hmm. to the non-self.
1: And that doesn't mean... You won't be ready at some other point.
0: No, because here's the thing. Trees bear fruit. The earth peoples. And we are the fruit. And so you're going to ripen. At some point. Yeah. So, you know, there, there can be this ripening process, can be a rejoicing, expanding, beautiful, joyous experience. Or it can be complete suffering, you see, yes. and everything in between. Yes. And that's where you get to play the part where you say, "What's my part in fate?" Hmm.
1: Well said, my friend. Well said. Um, and hmm, now I'm thinking about personal freedom. Mhm.
0: <laughs> just keeps on coming. Keeps on coming. You're free to the degree that you are aware.
1: Oof, that's profound. Completely
0: agree. So this is as as we just said, this is how powerful this is. Because in saying that you are free to the degree that you are aware, what we're saying is is just the same as what it is that you are uh, experiencing with the idea that you're going to call to the universe anything that you want, and the universe is just going to put it forward in front of you, and that all you have to do is just get really focused on what you want, and that's basically where, it, where, the, uh, where the whole thing goes sideways, because that is such a lack of comprehension that is, that is fueling that, because it's more where you say, who is lacking? How do you know what you want? How do you know what you need? Who are you again? (laughs) If you don't know who you are. This is the scale. Mm -hmm. So, look, I'm not raining on the parade. It's actually, if it seems like there's rain coming down on the parade right now for, for any of our beautiful sacred souls that are listening, if this sounds like the rain's coming down, it's because it's exposing allegiances this is what it is. So that's also part of the great work. Absolutely. Right? Where are you willing to question? Because wherever you aren't willing to question, you are exposing allegiances.
1: And so, so important to, to expose those allegiances. Right. Why? Those, those need to be exposed in order to provoke change.
0: Well, I mean, th- this is... This is we're – at, we're at such a profound spot here because we started on, you know, this whole ask for what you want and get it and everyone's cheering and everyone's doing the yes, let's do this part. And you know what? This isn't to take the energy out of that. It's to peel further where that energy can be applied much more skillfully. Mm-hmm. And that's what all of this is about. That's what yoga is about. That's what living is about. It's, it's about continuing to reveal what really is. And that's where you start to find like, you know, it's so funny. Actually, the other day I, was, I saw this. There's different, we could say there's like different camps out there. And they're all just in a spectrum of allegiances. Allegiances to What? Allegiances to a certain level of deception to themselves, remember when we first brought out the the mother of of the deceptions and fears way back and some you know what was it number three or something I think episode three more or less right <laughs> or four maybe four yeah, I, but remember what we were talking about was we were saying, or maybe it was even two, but it was at the start, and we were saying, yeah the 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 primary deception. You remember that? Yes, correct. Yeah. Well, here it comes to surface again. Yes. The primary deception. What is it? It's the deception of ourself. And so we're circumventing all of the confusion. Because remember, you're in all these ones and zeros. You're like, is it over in this corner? Is it over here? I mean, we could be looking forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can remember the whole, uh, um, let's say, the allegory of the Garden of Eden.
1: Yeah, let's let's talk about that one. That's let's bring super it, interesting. Let's
0: bring it in because, yeah. look, we exposed it. and We were talking about the 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 brain and what it relates to is so profound. And we're gonna here, check this out. It turns out that. Your central nervous system is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Your central nervous system is essentially what is informing the organism of phenomena. Mm -hmm. And so you start to see that the central nervous system and, and the idea of it being the knowledge of good or evil is related to your Ability to comprehend the relationship between what we would call self-knowledge, jnana, Mm -hmm. and ignorance. And remember what we said before, because if you talk to the masters, they're unanimous. When someone actually speaks of knowledge, remember, knowledge isn't wisdom. Yeah. So then you talk about knowledge, and you go, everyone's just high-fiving on knowledge. It's like, hold on a sec. Statistics. You got it. Relative knowledge is essentially ignorance of the self.
1: With a super disguise.
0: With a beautiful disguise. I mean, it's, it's eloquent. Mm-hmm. And it's not to say, to put it down and go, "Oh, this guy, he's just trying to ruin the party again. No, check it out. We were saying that you could get completely lost in the ones and zeros. Why? Because you go, it's over here somewhere, and you just keep looking away. As you look outside, you look away from the subject. Correct. You're looking for the object. So now we see the relevance when we say, I need another object because that's what's I'm lacking. So I'm gonna go back to the book. Look, how could imagine this? I need another object because I'm lacking objects. Really? Are you lacking objects? God, I mean, there's nothing but objects around here. (laughs) How how are you going to lack objects? And what are objects? Objects are essentially fleeting phenomenon. Something takes form and then it loses its form. It comes and it goes. And so... You know, you look at it and say, if, if I wanted to know about the ocean and I said I'm going to study every single wave, you'll sit there forever, but you'll really not understand the ocean. And so if you stay long enough, here's what you'll find. And this is the key to realization. If you stay present long enough, here's what you find. Whether the wave comes up and crests to the left or right, and I know there's surfers now that are leaning on the edge going, yeah, now I'm feeling a tasty wave come up, nice one peeling back. Whether it goes up, down, left, right, this height, that thickness, this much wash, this much peel, this much curve, watch what happens when it's done. It merges back into the ocean. And so what is a wave but a word of the ocean? But you can string all the words together and you still won't know the ocean. Mm -hmm. So, when you find out you are the ocean, then you're less concerned about the fleeting phenomena that's surface level because ultimately it's you. Mm -hmm. So, now I go, which object is it? Doesn't matter.
1: And now that you're talking about the looking outwards in search of objects. This takes me to a concept that we've discussed many times, and I think it would be cool to touch on it, which is the the, the religion of materialism. Mm-hmm. Oh, and we, we spoke about it in, a, in another uh, episode, but I think it, it relates very closely to the law of attraction mm-hmm. because that's precisely what uh, sounds super sexy at the beginning. Like uh, it's ask and you shall receive and mm-hmm. so that is basically always tied to materialism
0: you got it this is this is the, y- now we're we're exposing the affiliations or the allegiances to the non-self and material this is another level of exposure now you see that anyone who is putting their credit card in in order that they can have someone to coach them on how to get whatever they want in the universe, you know that there is their allegiances to material. Mm -hmm. And remember material isn't just the desk here or the walls or the body material softens. So you've got material that you know as thoughts and feelings and sensations so that's wait, wait. all material
1: okay wait a second like you're saying that thoughts sensations emotions are also materials because
0: these are mind stuff they're soft materials soft materials. they materialize and dissolve mm-hmm. materialize dissolve why because what is material but some level of densified coherence yes it stays then it goes that's what all material does that's why the profound statement find out what remains is because it's a riddle and it's saying you're looking away from what you're looking for Mm -hmm. or the beautiful statement where you say you are what you've been looking for exactly and so if you imagine that what you are is lacking, you don't know what you are. Boom. That's it. <laughs> Drop the mic.
1: Yeah, and and so what what would be like a, a a recommendation or a tip to our sacred listeners? You know that probably are, you know, we all are kind of awakening to the. To the reality in which there's gnarly things taking place, mm. such as the capitalism system, mm-hmm. where we are all tied into the consum- consumerism and right. you know very very deep, deeply ingrained in consumerism yeah. and materialism. So it, it 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 must be a process to kind of stop first understanding and then start paying attention and then start releasing from all of these things. But what, how, how would you
0: approach it? Let's go really practical. Mm-hmm. To be super practical is always to come down to what's here and now. We call it the low-hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. So you, you can't start where you, where you would like to be or where you am, want to imagine yourself to be. You have to start where you are. And how do you start where you are? You start by... Reappropriating all of your attention from, or let's say, you know, re- diverting or re- reappropriating your attention from the future and the past to now. And so you start to find out by observation. Mindfulness is a very skillful technique because what you're doing is you're saying, just for this moment or time, I want to observe what is. I don't want to manipulate it. I just want to observe what is. Well, what's the closest thing to you of what is? Your body and your sensations and your thoughts. That's the closest that you have to what is. So start to examine that. And what you'll find is, and we've, we've mentioned this in some different ways, the body is an instrument cluster. What is it here? It's here in order that you can take things that are essentially invisible and put sensations to them. Mm -hmm. Why? So that you can approach them. But who approaches them? If you are in a state of devotion, willingness, and uh, with an interest for growth, and you approach the sensations, what you find is, is it's like waves. Watch it. Show up to it. And notice, and here's the key, when you can show up, and this is something that I encourage all of our listeners and everyone to, to investigate this. When you show up to anything, you could have either it can be an acute, painful sensation, or it can be this soft fluttering sensation or it could be this deep burning sensation whatever it is when you basically commandeer your experience so that you can actually show up to it fully and fully meaning with all of your attention what you find is is that it reveals itself so people go but i i need uh i need a uh like a translator. I need someone to come translate it because how would I know what that means? Mm-hmm. But as we know from the Germanic, we had Melissa Sell, who's incredible with this stuff. And we were talking about how you're the one who knows, quote unquote, your conflicts. So that means if the attention shows up, remember, super consciousness is an aspect of your beingness. So that means that you're not disconnected from the answer. You're in the way of it. Yes. So get out of the way. So you show up and here's the, here's the, here's a profound nugget for our listeners. Take a timer, put the timer on uh, an amount that you can commit to, that you have the level of growth and willingness to comprehend how important it is in your existence. And let's say that's 15 minutes. And you put on the timer for 15 minutes and you say, for, for the next seven days, I'm going to put on a timer for 15 minutes. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to get so relaxed, alert, and present. And then I'm just going to approach all of the local phenomena that is closest to myself. And when you approach it with attention and willingness, here's what you find. Two main things. One is that you find that it can't overpower you. Mm -hmm. This is a profound realization and I encourage you to do it because you know what? There's a lot of people that are afraid of it overpowering them because they never showed up to find out. And so imagine that there are people who have been suffering for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years on something that they just weren't willing to approach because a... They don't know who they are, so their power is diminished and they're in devaluation, which is a huge program that's put on us here. But two, that just by approaching it, what you reveal is you reveal willingness, value, courage, and you actually find out that that sensation cannot overpower you. And instantly, when you find that everything shifts for you because you have turned the tables on the false self, the non-self. And then all of a sudden, there's energy to continue. And what happens now? You soften that sensation. And by softening it, what I'm saying is, is that as you breathe out and approach it, what it had always been looking for was your attention. Hmm. Imagine you finally brought what was being asked to the table and you kept saying I don't have what I need wait a sec let me go intention create something I need what 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 do you mean
1: let me read the secret again
0: let me read <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> read it again and read it again and read it again and read it again and then wake up because this is where it's at man
1: yeah and uh, I guess I guess the word discipline it's a a key player no because to in order to show up and to, you know, to climb your way up to that uh, showing upness, uh, you need to to discipline yourself.
0: Discipline is key, and it's also in the category of the training wheels, because once you've actually appropriated the level of attention, because you know you understand that discipline is really. The uh, reconnection to the 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 vessel, the instrument, and so you have to, the discipline because what are you doing? You're going up against a bunch of biases, mm-hmm. right? You're going up against a bunch of habits, yep. and so this is like going. You you can't just show up and go, okay, habits. Look, we're over it, man. How many people have done that? It's like, yeah, I'm over it. I'm not going to do this again. And then what happens? You do it again. You got it. And so there's where we start going, ah, of course, the discipline. Why? Because discipline is vigilance. Vigilance of attention. And
1: willingness to...
0: And willingness. And that is revealed the further that you approach this growth factor. The further you're willing to question, the more you reveal... The available will, the available discipline, you reveal it. And so, yeah. it's tied into wisdom. Why? Because wisdom is, knowledge is like saying, all right, I, I know what that is. Wisdom is being it. Mm.
1: It's being it. It's the yeah. experience of being it. Now you're resonating it instead yeah.
0: of just approaching it intellectually.
1: Yes. And I know that concept, but I don't practice it or I don't embody it. Why not? No, no. I, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Awesome. So, I mean, this was, this was an amazing conversation. I, I just want to go through, like, uh, I took notes of many, many nuggets today and I just want to kind of mention them mm-hmm. so that we can... Uh, make the final comment on, on on those okay so that our audience uh, gets the the goldenness of the nuggets yeah for sure all right so the first one we talked about the religion of materialism no mm-hmm. so just to be aware of that no because that's something that exists in this realm and uh, it's
0: very palatable yeah and it's a slippery slope as you say yes
1: um then I loved how you mentioned, or how you uh, correlated the organism with true advanced technology, mm-hmm. and that's on, that's another realization I think that that you want to probably comment on a little bit.
0: Sure. No, this is a this is very valuable, especially where we are right now, because we're in the. I'm going to tell you that there is one could say that the religion of materialism has kind of evolved and has a new. Front runner. And the front runner is tech. It used to be science, but you start to see that science and tech kind of blended a bit. And tech is now the front runner on the religion. Mm-hmm. And so what it's professing is that it's at the furthermost point of advancement here. And remember, when you're looking outside, you're looking away from. The source. So this is essentially a distraction of a lesser technology that has a wow factor based on the lack of coherence of the value of the self. And so you are occupying something that is so advanced that everything that has been developed and designed and built, quote unquote, outside of you, that's not a naturally reoccurring uh, expression of the natural environment. It is essentially an extrapolation of the blueprint that it got from this, yes. from what you occupy. Yeah. So this is just, a, a, this is like a shell game to keep your attention on the idea that you're going to get saved by some tech when you're occupying the better tech, the top level there is. Yeah, absolutely. so that's what I'd say about that.
1: Absolutely, I love it. Um, the other one was, um, and we talked a little bit about it, but the equipoise, no, mm-hmm. the releasing of desire, which desire is related with uh, suffering, and so when you enter in this equipoise, everything flows, and you're in neutrality.
0: So let's look at let's look at desire, because again. Let's look at desire in, an, in, a, in a refreshed way. If you look at desire as training wheels, instead of just blanketing, blanketing it on suffering because then someone's going to be confused because it's still the ganas are flowing. So if you look at desire as uh, training wheels, then you go, if I utilize that energy and appropriate it towards the growth factor, I appropriate it towards the devotional level to unlock what is hindering my unlimited potential, what will happen is is that during that process, you will dissolve the desire. Why? Because ultimately, the ultimate cure for desire is by removing desire. This is, I'm going to take one second to point something out. And I'm not sure if I've said this on the podcast, any of our podcasts before, but I'm going to point something out. It turns out that the idea that someone desires something and then as soon as they get it, I think we've said this before, but as soon as they get it, there's this moment where they have this level of satisfaction and it's so fleeting, but there's this moment where it's like, <gasps> You find, you got the cake, you got the whatever, you got the car, you got the house, you got the, but it's only so fleeting and everyone can, can, has their own experience to say this is so. So then what was it that you got the taste of for that moment? You see, it turns out that what that taste that you had that was so satisfying for the moment, it wasn't because you got the illusion It's because for that moment, you stop desiring entirely. Hmm.
1: Super interesting. So that's how
0: non-desire feels. So you expose that this is where you get a tiny taste of equipoise, complete wholeness, because, and you see how it's miscomprehended and that's what keeps, this is putting into context. And then someone goes, "Uh, there was this taste, it was like chasing the dragon. There was a taste, now I'm chasing it. But you see, if you knew what the taste was, you'd stop the chase. Immediately. Because you are that. Yeah. That's what your actual blissful state of equipoise, non-desire, wholeness is.
1: Boom. (laughs) Another another golden nugget here is to recognize the... The use of statistics in the current in the current experience, mm-hmm. and uh, just they are not equal as presence.
0: Yeah, there's a. Th- th- this is uh, again. This is you know the whole the whole idea of and there's a lot of people that are still swooned by, uh, let's say compartmentalized information. Why? Because the non-self is swooned by statistics. The non-self is looking for what's in it for me. When can I get the thing that I'm lacking? Mm-hmm. And so that keeps people on the chain. It keeps yeah. the carrot on the end of the
1: stick. Absolutely.
0: So, you know, statistics are... Move away from statistics. Don't yes. be fooled by that s- puppet show. Go for what's real. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um. Another super interesting is the dance between destiny, uh, synchronicity, mm. and coincidences. Mm-hmm. A-
0: another thing to be aware of. Man, we you know what? We're going to need to keep approaching this because you see how it keeps relating to the great work. We're going to need to keep approaching these in different ways, in different podcasts, with different incredible guests as well, where we can continue to approach this. Because, again, there's levels of... Of a lack of scope in those, mm-hmm. and so again, you know, this is another uh, layer layer of depth to peel back.
1: For sure, for sure, and I would say the 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 last one to to keep uh, the time smoothly running. <laughs> um, I would say it's uh, habits. You know, mm-hmm. habits can pull you out of your creative potential. That's right.
0: Because now it's as we understand habits, it's a chain of cause and effect events. So part of it, again, use it like the fire for cooking, use it like the training wheels. But you see people get attached and they're afraid to let go of the training wheels. Mm-hmm. This is the same thing. So habit energy, if you're utilizing it by repetition of things that are that you have the coherence to amplify, you need to constantly be refreshing, Because if you're in growth, then at different stages, you're going to comprehend differently. And so with with that one piece, because it's a big one, we're not saying not to use mantras and not to use different levels of repetition. What we're saying here is, is that at some point the training wheels come off. And so... The, the level of creativity or the level of formless potential it is accessed through wholeness. It's accessed by not being attached to the outcome. It's accessed by not being stifled by a mindless expression going through or a mechanical expression when it's you that needs to show up.
1: Yes and uh, last but not least, showing up with discipline, mm-hmm. devotion, mm-hmm. You no. Know? Mm-hmm. So, wow, uh, great golden nuggets, my friend. <laughs> um, very clear with so much value.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, wow, I really love this episode.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was. It's it's, load. It feels so good to communicate. this. Uh, so important.
1: And I just want to say, to start closing, um, our dear listeners, um, as you know, our mission and purpose in Sacred Dynamics is to support the realization, the restoration of humanity through the personal healing and awakening process. It's important to know that true commitment starts with oneself and then radiates outwards to all beautiful souls.
0: Again, let's say that outwards is inwards. Correcto. Right? If you pray and you pray outside, you don't get what prayer is. So, I'd also like to mention uh, that... Very gratefully that our beautiful Sacred Mastery School is flourishing. Um, We have incredible results and very profound responses and really cool things happening there. So, you know, the Sacred Mastery School is, again, an infusion of this sacred path and the guidance to reveal and embody this flowing heart space, to reveal one's true identity, to expose the real, and all aspects of one's life are blessed by the process. So if you're interested in getting engaged in this great work yourself, uh, you know, there's reach out, reach out and take a look at it, see what it is, because there's profound results coming from it. And and there's also, you know, could invite you to look at some other options, potentially, uh, you know. Maybe there's some opportunity for us for some one-on-one work, either, you know, directly, um, video conference, Zoom, or, you know, if someone is graced by being in the Baha and they want to, you know, have a personal engagement, you know, reach out. Let's talk about it. Um, and, of course, Sacred Mastery School, please, you know, direct message. Uh, reach out to us, ask some questions, and you know if you're want to amplify your consciousness expansion and exponential growth, that's what it's about, and doing it in a very powerful container. And again, we keep just pointing out that there might be some interesting things coming up in the live event scene, but let's just we're we're letting things go step by step, right?
1: For sure. This train has already uh, departed.
0: So. Left the station.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> So dear sacred souls, thank you very much for connecting and please, we would love it if you share this work with your family, your friends, your close ones, Mm -hmm. and of course, connect with us through Instagram at sacreddynamics1d, visit our website sacreddynamics.com, also with 1D, or join our Telegram channel at sacreddynamics1d. You'll find links and notes on the show notes yes thank you very much
0: thank you brother roe thank you dear sacred souls for listening to the sacred dynamics podcast until next time stay connected through conscious breath and grounded presence namaste namaste